My face started to turn red as my brain caught up to what the rest of me was doing. As the risk I was taking started to fully sink in. I could lose my job. If he realized that I was bluffing, that I was trying to fake my way into his home and his heart, then he could have me fired. Somehow worse, he could laugh at me and walk away. On the other hand, if he didn't realize I was bluffing, what if he still laughed and walked away? The real Mayflowers could all be models. I wasn't ugly, but I didn't have any illusions that I could be a model. What if he fell for it but still turned me down? We just stood there for another clenched fistful of excruciating moments. The silent anticipation was dreadful. I kept perfectly still, but my senses were on edge, sharpening, preparing themselves for whatever came next. Then he spoke. He was calm and quiet, fully in control again. His voice sounded like it could have been discussing the weather or the stock market. I did not realize that you and I operated in the same circles. It wasn't a question. It seemed like a challenge. In for a penny, in for a pound, I supposed. I'm new. I didn't know about you either until tonight. He seemed to consider that. He still seemed on guard, though, wary. New? What's your threshold level? You couldn't be more than a two or a three. Sophie knows that I never bother with anything less than a four. I bristled, although I had no idea what he was talking about. Whatever this rating system was, I disliked his assumption that I couldn't rate very highly. My mouth was still moving ahead of my brain, speaking out of indignation instead of intelligence. I'm a seven. A seven? My eyes were still low, but I swear I could hear his eyebrow arch as he spoke. His voice showed slight surprise and something else. Could it be hunger? Seven. I almost whispered it my voice growing weak, my heart beating rapidly. I wanted to undo it, to turn back time and make this never happen, just to reset things so that I was walking out of the restroom and managed to get back to the table without smacking into Jackson. I couldn't change things now, though. I was helpless. It was all up to him now. I was at his mercy. She knows my rule about keeping my business life and my private life separate. She knows not to send anybody from the office to me. I panicked a bit, but tried to quell it. Then I got distracted, wondering about his phrasing. Were there other people at the office who were involved in this kind of thing? Who? I... I couldn't think. There was too much happening too fast. I'm a substitution. The girl she wanted to send couldn't make it. Mistress Sophie, well, she sent me in case you wanted to bend the rule a bit. Another painful moment as I simultaneously hoped that he'd send me away and that he'd bend his rule.
Then I felt his arm go back around my waist. His voice was low, thick with something that I hoped was hunger. Well, let's go then. We left. The big black car quickly pulled up out front, and we got into the back of it. I never saw the inside of that wine bar again, nor the offices of P.H. and K. I didn't know it at the time, but this was the last moment of my former life. There would be no going back.